Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to another edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert. Brought to us by Cardinal Corner and By the Yard Patio Furniture. We'll talk to Jim in just a moment. I want to talk a little bit about my friends Lee and Pam at their beautiful store. For nature lovers, it's called Cardinal Corner. Hope you check it out sometime. Pam and Lee say bird migration, as you know, has begun. Doesn't matter where you live. All you need to attract birds is water, food, and a place to, a place to nest. Cardinal Corner has birdhouses for uh, chickadees, nuthatches, house wrens, bluebirds, purple martins, wood ducks, so many neat things. And they have, again, I tell you every week, the freshest bird seed you're going to find anywhere. And they have a monthly newsletter, really fun stuff in there, all kinds of tips and stories. All you have to do is subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. Lee and Pam are in West St. Paul, Butler and South Robert. Amy happens to be at the Newport Center. You can call them. I always like to chat with you, 651-455-6556. Or visit them, as I said, online, cardinalcorner.com. You will find that Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning, Jim Gilbert, 41 degrees on this Sunday morning. 41. All right, just got 39 here. <laughs> a little cooler and clear. And we got southerly winds about 10 miles an hour. And I'm on the northwest side of Lake Waconia at our home, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, it's actually warm enough to uh, have the windows open at a crack so I can, I can hear the Canada geese honking Morning doves calling, eastern bluebirds singing. What a beautiful Sunday morning. And boy, was that moon beautiful this morning. Oh, you saw it. Oh, yes. Oh, you did. Yes, and the moon set this morning at 619, rises again tonight at 758, and it is a full moon. Yeah, just great. Oh, wow. So today in the Twin Cities area, um, we have 14 hours, 11 minutes of daylight at, at sunrise, 6.05, sunset, 8.16. So 14 hours, 11 minutes of daylight. We're gaining close to three minutes of daylight each day. We've gained 21 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And as of today, five hours and 24 minutes is the total amount of daylight gain since December 21st, the winter solstice. We still have one hour and 25 minutes of daylight to gain by June 21st, the summer solstice here in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, the normal high for day, 64. Normal low, 43. Records for today, April 29th in the Twin Cities. Pretty surprising. High, 92. Wow. Set in 1952. Low, those only 22. Said in 1958, and on this date, Danny, it snowed 6.6 inches on the Twin Cities, 
and that was 1984. Wow. Oh, let's hope that doesn't happen again for no. a while. You know, um, don't be surprised by strong winds today. Um, that that was forecasted, you know, maybe 30 mm-hmm. miles an hour from the south or so. Because statistically, April is the windiest month of the year in Minnesota. Every year, waves of severe thunderstorms sweep across Minnesota, resulting in violent winds, large hail, flash flooding, and lightning strikes. Consider purchasing a NOAA weather radio that will wake you up in the middle of the night if severe storms are blowing through. Always remember, when the thunder roars, head indoors. More people are killed by lightning than by tornadoes. It always makes me feel so bad when I see somebody out in a golf course or a baseball game going on, and maybe just a neighborhood baseball game going on. They just want to finish the inning, and there's lightning nearby. Don't take the chance. This past Friday was Arbor Day, and uh, this year marks the 146th anniversary of the first Arbor Day, which was started by J. Sterling Morton, in Nebraska in 1872. The Latin word arbor means tree. So Arbor Day is always now, the last Friday in April, as a special day set aside for people to learn about trees and plant trees in their communities and to reflect on the importance of conservation, promoting the value of trees in our lives and renewing our commitment to tree planting and the care of trees doesn't do any much good to plant a tree if you don't take care of it. Arbor Day is celebrated in all 50 states and in Canadian provinces. In addition, the whole month of May is considered Arbor Month in the state of Minnesota. It's important to remember that each tree should be chosen carefully for the planting site and cared for and then this tree will grow and prosper to shelter wildlife, generate oxygen, control air pollution, provide shade, help prevent soil erosion. And when we plant a tree, we give to the world a new source of beauty, and we celebrate our hope for the future. This past Friday, Sandy and I attended Arbor Day and the 45th anniversary celebration of Linnaeus Arboretum in St. Peter at Gustavus Adolphus College. We did see that the Minnesota River water was over its banks, so we saw it out in the floodplain. But there are also many other spring happenings in St. Peter and on the campus at Gustavus. Lawns were greening, and I noticed this also in the greater Twin Cities area. But um, Plus, green grasses are seen now along highways and other roads and along and on sunny hillsides. We heard the western chorus rocks calling from wetlands at, in the Linnaeus Arboretum. They sound like metallic clickers. 13 long ground, ground squirrels are out and about. Crocuses and glory of the snow is blooming in gardens. Brenda Kelly, who serves as college provost, mentioned to me that the first lake iris began blooming in her yard Thursday, April 26th. American robins hunt on lawns. I've been seeing that St. Peter and all over parts of southern Minnesota that I've been in the last couple of days. 
newly migrating chipping sparrows are vocal. Lauren Burkle and, and James Brown observed a farmer just outside of St. Peter planting small grain. That was on Friday. On this past Thursday, Gus and Bev Gustafson from St. Peter went out to the nearby Casota Prairie and found the passflower in full bloom. Now, passflower is the first prairie wildflower to bloom each year. The first woodland wildflower to bloom is Sharplow topatica, and it's been flowering in southern Minnesota uh, forests for several days. Now, this week, many people in southern Minnesota will be listening for house wrens and in their backyard, you know, coming right into the backyard starting to sing. Some people have sugar water feeders out and ready for the first ruby-throated hummingbirds that will probably be arriving, you know, very soon. And some people have grape jelly, orange halves, and sugar water out and ready for Baltimore Orioles. We expect the first house wrens, ruby-throated hummingbirds, Baltimore Orioles, rose-breasted grosbeaks to migrate right into our area in CCO land or in, you know, greater Twin Cities area close to May 1st each year. I always look forward to that. little report on ice outs. Last Sunday I said that the first Minnesota lake ice out for this year took place on April 20th. That was Lake Pepin at, at Lake City and Goodhue and Wabasha counties. Now there are quite a few more Minnesota ice outs to report. I'll just do a few. On Wednesday the 25th, the ice cover ice covers left Lake Bronson, way up in northwestern uh, Minnesota in Kitson County in Lake Bronson State Park. That was the 25th. Also on the 25th, the ice went out of Zumbra Lake near Orinoco. That's in Olmsted and and Wabasha counties. PPLA from the Minnesota State Climatology Office reports that Spoon Lake in Ramsey County and Maplewood and Lake Hiawatha in Minneapolis and Loon Lake in Waseca all lost their ice covers on this past Friday the 27th. Also on Friday the 27th was ice out for Ferry Lake. That's in Ottertail County between Frazee and Burgess. That's according to Don Hami. Wells Lake at Faribault has ice, had ice out on April 27th, Friday, according to Tom and Lisa Bovers. If there are listeners who would like to report a lake ice out, be sure to record the first date when at least 90% of the lake is ice-free. Include the name of the lake, the nearest town or city, the lake or the county that the lake is located in, and send this to the Minnesota State Climatology Office. Now, their website is pretty easy. It goes climate, like C-L-I-M-A-T-E, dot U-M-N for University of Minnesota, dot E-D-U. So that's climate, dot U-M-N, dot E-D-U. And I'll repeat that next week and the week after, maybe the week after, so that people that have this can report this to people A and the others uh, at the Minnesota State Climatology Office, and then it becomes part of the permanent records. Oh, so speaking of which, Jim, a text came in a bit ago for yeah. you. Uh, it said, after the last two days and looking this morning, there should be complete ice out on Saunders Lake 
uh, today in Mound, Minnetrista area. Saunders. Like, yeah. Okay, I'll look it up. I don't know where it is. I'm not familiar, but but I'm writing it down. And the texture also says there are swans on Saunders Lake this morning. So yeah, there. those would be those would be the thunders, or trumpeters, trumpeters. Ah, okay, there. very good. Say, talking about like that, Gary Gray reports from Gladstone Lake in Crow Wing County near Nisswa. The ospreys returned April 13th. The owls returned within five days of that date. And this has gone on like for you know close to 20 years. Ice on the lake has turned dark, but there's some open water in the north end of the lake, enough for the first common loons to land and three trumpeter swans. As the saying goes, ice out, loons in. And so in the case of Gladstone Lake, the loons are back, but there, you know, there's, not, there's not a lot of room for them yet because the ice has not left yet, but it'll leave in the next, I don't know, certainly within the next week. Mary Brislance from Lutzen reports, um, this coming Friday, May 4th, Superior National Golf Course will be open with nine holes. They have 27 holes, but they're opening up nine holes. And now this is the next part of this. And Lutzen Mountain Ski Area will be open for the weekend. So if you would like to ski and golf, you can do it all in a day at Lutzen next weekend. Isn't that amazing? She said she got to do this a few years ago. She was playing golf, and she'd look up on those high hills and see the skiers and the boarders up there. That was the same, Jim. I was looking at a text. It was, it, was, it was complete opposite of what we're talking about, ice out. Uh, it says here, if I can find it. Well, this comes from Shatek, Wisconsin. Six fishermen still ice fishing yesterday on Prairie Lake in front of our house yesterday in Shatek, Wisconsin. Well, I hope they had um, safety gear with Yes, I agree. Hey, boy, don't, don't. See, the thing is, is I, like some of the people around here told me, yeah, there's still, you know, 15 inches of ice like on Lake Waconia, but it's it's rotting. Yes. You just don't, don't, don't take chances. Um. Uh, Mary Brislance also notes that the first black bear of the year arrived at their feeding station looking healthy. This is just yesterday. <laughs> and the first ever wild turkey came to the feeding station starting three days ago. She said that common loons can be seen out on Lake Superior if, if you're by the Cascade Lodge area or Cascade State Park. Look out in that area out on Lake Superior. You'll see the loons out there. They're waiting for the inland lakes to open up. Aha. Say, Jim, we had the chance on a beautiful sunny day to drive down yeah. 169. We saw a lot of that flooding area of the Minnesota like you did. Uh, we're talking about St. Peter, but we had a fun time at By the Art. They had a huge crowd there, I guess. Oh, oh. Did, did they, they come, came to see the furniture and did they try the hot dogs? They, well, I know we did. <laughs> <laughs> if had we been there longer, we'd have probably tried more than one. But they, were, they had a great day uh, at uh, By the Yard. And, you know, it's not too early to start thinking about uh, going to Lake if you happen to have a, a lucky and have a home there or sitting on the beach watching the kids play hot sand under your feet. Well, Jim and I love this patio furniture, whether you have a lake home or a home in the city. Uh, Jim, you, you've kept your furniture like we have. You just leave it outside year in and oh, year out. Without all winter, that yeah. long winter, yeah. and now it looks really nice. Still looks yard. new. They come in all styles. I know I was mentioning Adirondack chairs. Some folks say, though, they're, they're, I, I can get in them, but I can't get out of them. Well, they have uh, a new kind 
that are a little shallower. They're easier to get in and out of, and you can mix and match and all of that stuff with their nine classy earthy colors. They even have engraving. We haven't done that, but you could have a his and hers or maybe the name of your cabin or something on your furniture. But uh, Jim and I urge you to, to check it out. As I said, it's an easy drive down 169, beautiful showroom. Uh, or if you want to just get on the web and check it out there, buytheyard.net. But a lot of ca- folks call after Jim's show and request a catalog. Let me give you the number to do that, 952-492-2777 or buytheyard.net. Great stuff. Oh, yes, yes, we sure enjoy ours. Indeed. Well, we've got about three minutes to go, Jim. Okay. Seeing um, his first year morning cloak butterfly, um, this is Keith Rayo from, from Faribault, saw that on Monday the 21st, he reports that brown leaves that had persisted on their pin oak tree since the last growing season fell off this past Thursday and Friday. Swelling buds pushed them off. Here these leaves have been flopping on the tree all during the winter. On the 26th, Keith reports quite a few eastern bluebirds had returned. Julie Brophy from Victoria reports seeing her first year painted turtle up on a log on the edge of Kelser Pond. There was open water around the, the edge of the pond, uh, ring of open water. So this turtle came up on a log and was sunning itself Thursday afternoon, early Thursday afternoon, the 26th. And by later in the afternoon, three more painted turtles were up sunning on logs. Uh, from Journey North, we learned that by this past Thursday, migrating ruby-throated hummingbirds had pushed north into Iowa. On Thursday, the 26th, Tom Bovers from Faribault saw his first-year bank swallows he saw a barn and cliff swallows earlier in the week. Tom and Lisa report, um, these are bovers again from Faribault, first bloodworth blooming Friday and yesterday, first white trout lily blooming. Yesterday I walked in the University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum um, for a few hours with Kathy and Brent Harms and Chris and Daryl Olson. We saw many signs of spring, including the first flowers opened on the forsythia shrubs, Bernal witch hazel blooming, pussy willows in bloom in the wetlands, and woodland wildflowers such as snow trillium, sharp oak hepatica, and bloodroot. And Diane and Dave Hearing from Waterville uh, finished a very successful maple syruping season, and they all and finished up everything. Quit running, or yeah, trees quit running. They finished up April twenty second. That was last Sunday, and that was the same true for. Donna Mary Summers from Summerskog and Sugarbush and Minnetrista report a very good year, but it ended last weekend. <laughs> I don't know if we have time for any more or not. But We've got about 30 seconds. Okay, Rand Marlene Simon from Northfield report. First, tree swallows last Sunday. First, eastern towhee on the 23rd. Uh, Yellow-bellied sapsucker the same day. Marlene saw the first brown thrasher. That would have been just yesterday. Oh, I've got I'm missing so many things, but that that's the gist of it. Oh, Donna Donna France, uh, she's from uh, as a side uh, of Waconia. It's called at the farm. She says rhubarb is up. She's got over 200 plants. Rhubarb is up in the gardens out of ways, but just a couple of inches. And she says time to take the mulch off the garlic. Now, you plant garlic in the fall, and she says the garlic's up a couple inches, so take the mulch off. 
and somebody wants to know where do loons go during the winter? Oh, to the Gulf Coast. Uh huh. Yeah. They, very, very. They go. Salt water, isn't that amazing? It is. Now, I want to alert our listeners that uh, that we're heading to Sonoma this week as our, our good neighbor tour to Sonoma. And Steve Thompson will be joining you, Jim, next Sunday oh. morning for the show. Oh, well, have a safe trip, and I'm boy, those people are going to enjoy that. Oh, it's a fun, oh. a fun time. Well, in the oh, meantime, yeah. yeah, Steve will take good care of you, as you know, and uh, we'll uh, talk to you two weeks from today. How's that? Look forward to it. All right. Thank you, Jim. Yeah. Have a good week. Okay. Bye-bye. We will. Thank you. Bye for now. Jim Gilbert, back with Nation Notes with Steve next Sunday here on 830-WCCO. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.